0: All right, how y'all doing today? Don't lie, don't lie to me. Don't lie, some of y'all are not doing well, it's okay. I'm just kidding. Actually, we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Um, So today we are gonna talk about seasons. Know in the season that you're in. Um, And we're gonna turn first to Mark, uh, the second chapter. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, you can. Otherwise, uh, it's gonna be on the screen. And I'm going to read it. Uh, So Mark 2, verse 18, it says this. Now John's disciples, that's John the Baptist. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. And people came and said to him, Why do John, oh, him is Jesus. Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old. And a worse tear is made, and no one puts new wine into old wine skins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wine skins. Holy Spirit, help us hear today what you're telling us. So this is a, a story that starts out, and in fact, it starts out with a great question. Some people come to Jesus and they say, we notice that the Pharisees' disciples fast. We notice that John the Baptist's disciples fast, but we notice that your guys are eating well. We notice that they're not doing a whole lot of fasting. These other guys, they're pressing in. They want to know Jesus more. They're really sort of laboring into it. They're fasting. They're suffering for it. Your guys, not so much. And Jesus has this interesting answer where he says, well, now that wouldn't make any sense right now, would it? He says, why would they fast? Why would you engage in something that's an attempt to get closer to the Lord when the Lord is standing right next to you? He says, that doesn't make any sense for this season. And then he goes into saying something that's, that's often uh, um, uh, singled out and, and used by itself, which is this famous phrase, which I'm sure you know it, you don't put new wine in old wineskins, right? And we, some, sometimes that verse has been used to sort of bludgeon older folks over the head, hasn't it? Where it's like, are you the old wineskin? Are you prepared for what the Lord's trying to do here? And I get that. That's, that's, a, that's a real piece of this. But notice exactly what he says just before. Just before he says this, you can't use a new patch on an old garment. In other words, the new thing will not work in this scenario. And in this scenario, the old thing will not work. So what is he saying in this whole response to the Pharisees? He's saying this, guys, there are seasons for stuff. I know your tradition has you fasting every day, but more so than tradition, hear the spirit of the Lord and what he's doing in this season. He's saying to them, the son of man has come. There's no reason for you to fast now. He says, but when the son of man is taken, that's when my people will fast. In other words, you can't set it and forget it. You can't just do the new thing all the time. You can't just do the old thing all the time. You can't just do what you, what you plan to do. We can't let today be determined by our tradition where we go, I'm going to do what I did yesterday. Because the Lord is saying there are seasons that we need to be awake and aware to so that we can respond in real time appropriately to what the Holy Spirit's doing. Are you all catching that feel of what he's saying? They're asking him, how come your guys aren't fasting? He's saying it is not the season for that. We have got to be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is doing so we can respond to the seasons appropriately. In fact, there's a verse also in Mark where Jesus says to the Pharisees, you nullify the very word of God with your tradition. In other words, your tradition tells you you're going to do today what you did yesterday, and as a result, you can't really hear the voice of the Lord saying to you what this season is meant to be all about. You know, it's not very difficult to be a Pharisee. You all know that. All you got to do is do today what you did yesterday. That's all you got to do. You just have to be so in love with the last thing God did that you can't see the next thing God's doing. So what we have to do is we have to know the season that we're in. It's really important. In fact, Jesus says, man, you guys, you can look at the sky, you know it's red, so you know what the weather's going to be like this evening or tomorrow Put some of that effort towards knowing what spiritual season we're in. He tells the disciple. Uh, he tells the Pharisees. You, "You know that, but you don't know the season. And so today what we're going to do is this: I'm going to give you guys four seasons that you might fall into today. You might recognize yourself in one of these four seasons, and we're going to talk a little bit about the strategy of how to properly do those seasons. So that we can get the most from those seasons, so that we can respond in real time to what the Holy Spirit's doing and cooperate in those seasons, so that we can see done what the Lord's trying to do. Amen? So here's what it says in Ecclesiastes 3 For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. Almost sounds like the four seasons of the year, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about this. And the reason why is because if every time fall comes around, you're not exactly sure how to embrace that season well. If every time fall comes around, you, you sort of grin and bear it and it just kind of comes and goes, we don't want to miss out on any season because they come around often, so it's like if you miss, if you never know what to do with fall, then every time fall comes around, you miss out on it. That's a quarter of your life. Do you know what I mean? If we don't know what to do with winter, because it ain't always summer, right? Anybody know it's, it ain't always summer, right? If we don't know what to do with winter, if we don't know how to cooperate with what the Spirit's doing in a winter season of our soul, we're going to miss all the winters, that's going to add up to a quarter of our life. So we've got to make sure that we not only know the season we're in, but we know how to carefully treat the season we're in with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay. So the first season we're going to talk about is spring. So consider yourself a plant that bears vegetables or a fruit tree or whatever you like. I am a fig guy myself. Any fig people? Fig trees are notoriously difficult to cultivate. I shouldn't have started my endeavor to grow things with a fig tree, but I did. It's not going well. Let's move on. Um, So spring. So, okay. And I'm going to read some of this because the Lord has carefully crafted this language because I just, it's got to come out right. So consider you're a vegetable plant or a fruit tree, right? This is a season of new life flowing on the inside. The cultivating of the health of the internal environment, a spiritual awakening of an inward focus to those things God wants to breathe life into in this season. So what does that look like? Maybe the word of God is coming to life to you in this season like never before. Maybe you're reading the word of God and it's like jumping off the page. You're just getting so much. Your notebook is just, (laughs) you're just filled up. Maybe you're learning to hear the voice of the Lord in this season like never before. It's just becoming clear to you. You're enjoying this amazing interaction with the Holy Spirit as you're praying, as you're reading. Um, maybe there's just brand new desires being born in you in this season. Maybe you're just like all of a sudden you're like, we got we to gotta fix the homeless thing. Or we've, we've got to, I, I, all of a sudden I'm passionate about marriages or I'm passionate about... You know, all of a sudden, these new passions are stirring up in you. Maybe there's an inward, personal, internal breakthrough or revelation that you're walking in in this season. Um, here's, Here's the pitfalls of this season. Notice that in spring, there's nothing yet to pluck and offer or nothing yet to pluck and eat. What can often happen to somebody who's in spring is that they will find themselves sharing out of the abundance of life happening in here. They're sharing when maybe the Lord hasn't necessarily led them to share, or they're acting or they're speaking when the Lord wasn't necessarily leading. And to their dismay, any external endeavor seems in hindsight premature. People in this season are often saying things like, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Are you, do you, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'm not. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there's all this happening in here. And then you're trying to, the external is just not landing. Do you know what I mean? That's a, that's a, a season, that, that's a pitfall that can often happen in this season. But here's what uh, Jesus said, and I love this. Uh, he talks to his brothers who say to him, Jesus, if you had something good, you would show everybody. Nobody, nobody has like this amazing gift And just like keeps it in their pocket. They put it on a billboard. They show everybody. So come on, let's go. And Jesus says, it's always your time. But it's not always my time. It's like he's saying, I notice with you guys, it's always a good time for promotion. It's always a good time for recognition. It's always a good time to get kudos. And he's saying, it's just not that way. It's not my time. So there's this moment in spring where you're feeling all this life inside. What do you do with it, right? What do you do with it? Well, I'm here to tell you there is glory and there's beauty in each one of these seasons. And for spring, the glory, the beauty is found in the intimacy of you and the Holy Spirit. It's found in the Lord giving you treasures that are just for you and him. That's amazing, That is such intentionality from the Holy Spirit. That's what we get to enjoy in this season, that the Holy Spirit is personally cultivating your spirit and testifying with your spirit that you are a son or you are a daughter. So here's what you do. Don't rush to share. Don't rush to minister. Turn your attention to what the Holy Spirit has his attention on, the inner man. See the cultivation of your inner man not as a means to some external end, but as something meaningful all onto itself, as a passion of the Holy Spirit in your life for no other reason. Enjoy the Spirit of God's intentionality in your life and recognize that the kingdom of God is within you and that it's growing. Amen? Summer. This is the season we love, right? This is the great season. This is the fun season. This is the one we look forward to where everything that gets put in your hands is flourishing, right? There's a lot of like healthy ministry coming from you. So this is like when you as a mom, let's say, uh, sometimes as a mom, I'm sure there are seasons where you just feel like you're surviving your house, right? You're just like surviving it. But there are some times where you feel like you are on it. You just feel like your kids are thriving under your care, they're learning, they're growing, the household is in peace. Uh, Maybe you're in a season where people are like calling you for your wisdom and they're just like, you know, you're getting phone calls all the time. Maybe you are in charge of like, you know, three ministries, seven outreaches, two accountability groups, four Bible studies, and you started a shelter for birds born with upside down wings or something. Like you just, everything you could think of, there's a ministry and you are at the center of it. So it's a busy season, right? It's busy, there's lots of ministry happening. So what's the pitfall in this season? Jesus said, anyone who believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And it goes on to say, Jesus was referring to the Spirit. So the Spirit of God is to be flowing from us like rivers of living water. Now, what does that speak to? It speaks to our refreshment. It speaks to our sustenance. But it also speaks to our ministry out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. See, the water of the Holy Spirit is most of the ministry that is to come from you. Uh, It's crazy, I don't know all the stats for each vegetable and fruit, but all vegetables and fruit are mostly water. In fact, cucumbers, I think, are like 97% water. I heard somebody say, this is such a bad joke. I'm gonna give it to you anyway. I heard somebody say, Jesus can walk on water Cucumbers are 97% water, and I can walk on cucumbers. So I'm like 97% Jesus. (laughs) Terrible, terrible. Can we erase that? That'd be awesome. Um, But the interesting piece of this is most of your ministry is the Holy Spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? If the Spirit of God is the water... And most of vegetables is water. Most of fruit is water. What we have to recognize is what's actually happening here is the Spirit of God is using us as a vessel, but it's out of your belly that rivers of living water are coming. So the important thing to remember in this season is summer gets hot and dehydration can creep up on you where you're in the middle of all kinds of ministry and suddenly everything's real dry because we forget To go drink from the well. And so we've got to remember in the seasons where we are most busy at ministry, most being used by the Lord, we have got to prioritize drinking in the presence of the Lord or everything is going to get dry real quick, amen. So the glory and the beauty of this season is being used by God in ministry. That's one of the most wonderful experiences in life. There's like a very special connection that happens between a father and his children when they work on something together, isn't there? It's like a really, really beautiful moment when the Spirit is bearing tangible fruit in you, in us, through us. It strengthens our trust in God. It strengthens our love for God. So what do we do in these seasons? Okay, we recognize the Holy Spirit as the accomplisher, and we stay saturated in the presence Let him guide you on what opportunities to say yes to and what opportunities to say no to in order to prioritize coming away and resting with him and being filled with him and enjoying co-laboring with him. Amen? Amen. Okay, we're moving to fall. Hold on to your hats. Fall is a season of waning, of regrouping, of processing, a season to champion others, And to collect all that the Lord did in and through you in the last season. So how do you know you're in this season? Uh, You were once mentoring a whole bunch of people and now it just seems like nobody's really interested. The fire and the anointing that was in you for certain things seems to be ebbing. Things that you were asked to do in a previous season, it now seems like other people are being asked to do. And this can be super painful. It can make you feel threatened. It can make you feel overlooked. This season, above all the others, threatens permanence. Sometimes we can hear the enemy just saying, your anointing's leaving for good. The opportunities are drying up forever. Forever. You're never going to be asked again. But this is what I want to tell you today from the Lord. I know this is difficult, made even more difficult, especially when like you've worked on your, your last tomato of the season, right? I made you a tomato plant now. You've worked on your last tomato. You've given it absolutely everything you have for this season. And all of a sudden, the pumpkins are just taking off. And everybody's picking pumpkins. And then the apples over there are just going nuts. And you're like, it's hard to celebrate and champion other people in that season, isn't it? I'm here to tell you two things today if you're in that season it's not permanent, and it's not punishment. I'm waiting a minute so that the Lord can sink that as deep as it needs to go. It's not permanent, and it's not punishment. There is glory and there's beauty in the fall season. It's a season filled with divine grace to gather up all those things which the Lord has said to you and done through you in the last season so that none of the nutrients is lost. This is the time to reflect and look through your notes and be amazed as you remember moments and revelations that the Lord has made precious to you. So what do you do? The first thing you do is recognize you are not a factory. You're a fruit tree. Factories can produce just widgets, a 1,000 a day. It just keeps making them, right? but there's not a factory in the world that can make a peach. You have been called to make supernatural fruit the world doesn't know anything about. And if you're going to say yes to that, you've got to be willing to endure the other seasons. Endure your fall season. What can we do? Give yourself permission to bring forth your fruit in your season. The Bible says you will be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. Have you given yourself permission to bring forth fruit when it's your season? Give yourself permission. Jesus also said when he multiplied the bread, he tells the disciples, Gather up all the fragments so that nothing is lost. That's the name of this season. Now is the time to preserve to process and properly jar what the Lord has done and spoken to you in the last season so that you can continue to be nourished by it in the next season. Go through your notes and fully digest the last season Yes, hear more messages. Yes, go to Bible studies. But what's important is what the Lord has been building in you in the last season. So go to your notes. Go to uh, times of, of just meditation with the Lord on the previous season and what he's done in you and through you. And it's also a great time to celebrate others and to champion others. Amen? Amen. We move to winter. Any fellow winterers out there? Well, you don't know yet, right? Okay, let me say it. Let me first just say that winter is the most misdiagnosed season because this whole life cycle that the Lord will put us through, this whole cycle of life sometimes includes some death in it, right? But maybe there might be some of y'all here today who are like, I don't know that I can really place myself in any of these seasons. I'm not really sure that any of this uh, pertains to me. Okay, one thing that might be happening is, Sometimes in certain seasons, we can fall into disengagement with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can become so unintentional with the Holy Spirit and disengaged that we can't place ourselves in the life cycle because we're not really in the life cycle. We're sort of existing outside of deep fellowship with what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in our lives. And when that happens, it's cold out there and it's broken often and it's tough And we can sometimes think that's a healthy winter when it's not because winter is actually born by the spirit and it's initiated by God's crazy love for you so that you can produce even more in the next season. So let's talk about winter. It's definitely a season of dying, one in which neither fruit nor leaves or any other sign of life can be detected in that season but it's not the focus. A reduction occurs, a stripping, a cleansing, apart from which the entire life cycle can happen. Like Paul says, I carry about with me the dying of Christ. So this is a season where maybe your preferences, your plans, your comfort, your agenda, your ambitions, they all seem to be thwarted at every turn. And your efforts to see fruit or even leaves seem futile. And as you turn to the Lord and ask him to save you because parts of you seem to be dying, you sort of only hear him saying, let it go. Let it go. This thing that's dying is not gonna serve you in the next season. This husk that was so valuable in the summer, that husk is not gonna do anything for you next summer. Let it go. And it's a difficult season. What's the pitfall? The biggest temptation in this season, is to try to survive it. The Holy Spirit tries to kill things in you and the worst thing that can happen is that you make it through the other side instead of properly (laughs) dying to the things that he's asking you to die to. Because unless a seed dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will produce much grain, the Bible tells us. Jesus uses illustrations like that all the time. If we don't accept that, we become uncooperative. And the season is either extended or worse. It's ineffective and there's nothing to plant in the next season. But there is glory and beauty, folks, in this season. Perhaps the most beautiful season of all. Because when we join Christ in the fellowship of his suffering and his death, that we might join him in resurrection power and life, in this life. That is probably the most profound honor that we're given. When we decrease, he increases. When we are dethroned, he is enthroned. It's probably the most transformative season of them all. So what do we do? We find out what the Lord is trying to kill and we cooperate, ask him. Don't try to survive, try to die well so that there is much to plan in the next season. Recognize and celebrate that winter is just a season and probably the most purposeful one. That it's bringing you into a depth of fellowship with Christ like nothing else can. And that if you will effectively lose your life, you will find it like never before. Here's what I wanna do today. Y'all are effective ministers of the new covenant. The Bible says, everything Christ purchased, y'all are the ministers of those things. And we're gonna become the prayer team right now and we're gonna pray for one another. Now, I wasn't gonna make you stand, don't stand yet. I wasn't gonna make you stand, but the Lord said to me, if you'll stand, I'll do something. If you'll stand, I'll do something. So we're gonna pray for each of these groups right now. Whatever season you might feel that you're in, we're gonna pray for you together because we're in this together. So the first thing I'm gonna ask is if you are in a spring season, if you're in a season where you are feeling life on the inside, it's not necessarily making its way to the outside. You haven't been put in charge of things. It doesn't seem to be coming out right, but there's just this thing in you. The word is coming to life in you. You're sensing that the Lord is doing something internally. It's about an internal season. He's shifting things on the inside. If that's you, I'm gonna ask you to be bold enough to stand right now. The Lord said, if you'll stand He'll do something. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna pray. Y'all are gonna become the prayer team right now. If you could just stretch your hands towards those people, we're gonna pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in them. Jesus, we thank you for the life that you are imparting to them in this season. Lord, we pray for patience. We pray that they would have a supernatural revelation of the intentionality of the Holy Spirit in their life. We pray that in this season they would recognize more than ever before they are sons and daughters who the Father enjoys investing in. Lord, we pray that their attention would remain on the inner man as your attention, as long as your attention is on the inner man. Give them the grace to see the inner man transformed. Give them the grace to hold on to the life that you've given them. Give them the grace to remain patient before you release them, and before there's fruit to be eaten. Jesus, we just pray that you would give them everything they need in this season. Let it be meaningful for them. Let them sense more than ever before the love of the Holy Spirit as he works on their hearts. Come on, folks, let's just release a blessing over these folks right now. Just release blessing over them. However you know how to just add to their season, just go ahead and do it. You've been in springs before. Just release something good over them in this season. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. If you're in a summer season, you just feel like you are busy. There's lots going on. You're a minister at, school. maybe you're a teacher, and uh, no matter what your job is, you're a minister, right? So there's lots to do. You're just, you're, you're over here. The family needs you. The work needs you. You're serving at church. It's a busy season. There's lots of ministry happening. If that's you, go ahead and just stand to your feet. We're going to pray a blessing over you. You just feel like you're being pulled out in every direction. The Lord's doing beautiful things, but you just want to make sure that you're. You are not getting so hot and you need that the Holy Spirit. You need that refreshing drink of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and start stretching your hands towards these folks. Just release a blessing over them. You have power in your prayers. There's life and death in the way that you speak. Just begin to pour out over them. Father, we just bless them. We ask for refreshment in Jesus' name. We ask Lord that the spirit of God would come in himself that he would not only sustain, not only refresh, but that out of their bellies would flow rivers of living water, Father Lord, that as they pour out, that they would find the time to be poured into, Father, we pray Lord that those things that would attack their schedule to try to keep them from the presence. Father, we come against those things. We ask that you would give them wisdom on how to get away with the Father to retreat and be with the Holy Spirit and drink deeply in this this season. We thank you for them. We pray blessing over the fruit that's coming in their lives. We pray that you would surround them with people with hearing ears, that they might be able to impart what they have, that there are people around them that will eat of the fruit that you are bringing forth in their life. Thank you, Father. Anoint them for the work that they're in in this season. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. If you're in a fall season, if you feel like there's a waning, if you feel like you're being stepped back, if you feel like you don't know what end is up because you feel like things that you used to be asked to do, you're not being asked to do anymore. If you feel like it's just a season where you can really speak clearly about what he used to be doing in you, but you can't really speak that clearly about what he's currently doing in you, I'm going to ask you to be bold and stand today. I believe the Lord said, if you'll stand, he'll do something. If you'll stand, he'll do something. Jesus just Go ahead and stretch your hands towards them. Jesus, we're just pronouncing blessing over their lives. Go ahead and lift your voice. Just begin to pray over them. These are our brothers and sisters. Father, we just pray a blessing over their life. God, we pray for a supernatural grace in their life, grace that they would know they are not a factory, but they are a beloved fruit tree, that they are only required to bring forth fruit in their season. God, we pray for a grace to champion other people. We pray for a grace to celebrate other people. And we pray for a grace, Father, that they might look through their notes and literally all over again get the nutrients of the things you did in the previous season. We pray that nothing would be lost from that previous season. We pray that you would teach them how to process their notes, teach them how to recall the things that you've done and get the nutrients from it that they might survive the next season. God, we thank you for them. Let it be a deep season of reflection with you. Father, would you be the friend that sticks closer than a brother? Father, would they enjoy again the taste of the things that you did in the previous season? Would you remind them that it is not permanent and it is not punishment, but it is because you love them and you're bringing them to new places? In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. And anybody in a winter season, go ahead and stand to your feet. If you're in a season where you're like, man, the Lord is just killing me. I just don't know what end is up. There are things that used to be a part of my life. I used to define myself by certain things and they're just not alive anymore. I don't know what's going on. The Lord is just killing. I'm trying to say yes, but it's such a difficult process. Come on, folks, let's reach our hands towards them. Lord, we pronounce blessing in Jesus' name over these people. We thank you, Father, that you have them, that you have them cocooned in a moment. Father, that you are teaching them to fellowship with you in your suffering and death that they might walk in resurrection life father we pray that they would know it is just a season father that they would be able to find those things that you're asking them to lay down father they'd be able to cooperate in this season pour out grace like never before God that they might know what you're doing that they might sense you closer than a brother in this season father we thank you for the seeds that they are letting die right now for they will be planted and they They will see grain like they've never seen before. We speak life over them right now in this winter season. Jesus, bless them. Bless them. Bless them. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. And Lord, we just pray together as a family. We just pray over anyone who might feel so distant in this season from the Holy Spirit, they can't even place themselves in the life cycle. Lord, we just pray that you would just release grace on them to return. Lord, we pray that as they go to sleep at night, they'd see visions of the prodigal son's father running, running to meet them, running to meet them and put a robe on them and put sandals on them and a ring on their finger and kill the fatted calf that they might have nourishment again. Jesus, we pray that you would just cripple those things that are trying to cripple them. Father, that you would extinguish those things that are trying to extinguish them. Father, that you would not let them go to bed at night because of a hunger to be with you, Jesus. Pull them close to yourself in this season. In Jesus' name.